Hey, you've made it to SpriceBase, where people managing social media accounts come for community. This year, our focus is social media for good. Together, we can work to make social media a landscape for healthy online communities to grow. Sound good? Then come along with us on the SpriceBase podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and strive to make social media better for us all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SpriceBase podcast. Today, it is me, Lacey, and Adrian, and Seth here together. We are entering the month of July, and we're going to kind of go to summer school for a little bit for July. We've got some some strategy and tips that we haven't kind of talked about this type of content in a few months. So we looked through and we found the most popular content that we've put out over the past few years and are revisiting these topics. And today... We are starting with the topic of trolls. So um, it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun topic today. Before we get into the meat of it, um, Seth, tell me about a piece of social media content you've taken in that recently brought you joy. Okay, so this morning, actually, I was on TikTok, which I'm not proud of, but I was. Um, And I came across this uh, post Um, for, for those that don't know. My wife is very pregnant at this point. Um, and she is not one of those women that is enjoying pregnancy. Uh, it's just, it's been kicking her butt and she's not happy. And I came across a comedian who's actually talking about women who um, like, she, she goes on and says, we should be told what pregnancy is like before we do this and, and not by movies. Like we should be Googling this. We should know what we're in for. Um, but she goes through this entire spiel about how pregnancy sucks and she ends it with, um, and for those of you that, that in, enjoy pregnancy, cause I know you're out there. I hope your car flips. I hope you drive into a pond. <laughs> it's wow. so morbid, but for That's some reason rage. it struck me as so funny and probably just because my wife is so miserable during pregnancy. So yeah. it brought me such joy. The, the comedian did not people flipping their cars. I don't hope anyone flips their cars, but that <laughs> just the, the comedy set really just, it hit me as so funny. So. Well, Instagram, I feel like, I don't know if it's just that I'm a woman in birthing age, but like in my, like for you, my discover page has always been filled with, with pregnant women. I'm like, I haven't had children in almost a decade. Like, why is this still part of my feed? I don't understand. It's probably because um, you ask about Sarah every time we chat. You're like, how's Sarah? How's the baby? How's the pregnancy? And those bots are like, oh, she's interested in pregnancy. Here you go. Also to up the creepy factor, Facebook and Instagram know that you are related to your sister and your brother and a whole bunch of people that are also having babies and they can tell that they're having babies based on their purchase histories that are connected with all their email addresses and the locations and that's also probably why as well because I haven't been getting any pregnancy related stuff thank god even on like your your discover page yeah I know it's full it's full of them (laughs) no mine is full of actually wedding stuff though which is weird because i got married seven years ago um but i don't know i i I, uh i don't know so Lacey, maybe we need to like weird out the algorithm and just go follow some really random and just see what happens to our discover page happens yeah (laughs) i like it (laughs) yeah okay 
Well, let's let's dive right into the meat of what we're talking about today, okay? Yay. So so this is fun. This blog post that we have on our website is called the Troll Response Guide. And like all great things, it was born of uh, turmoil and stress and frustration, right? We were dealing with too many trolls at one time. And so we just decided to figure out a way to just solve all our problems. Um, here is the Troll Response Guide, right? Um, the thing that's been interesting is since we've written this about, uh, what, a year ago? Maybe a year and a half ago? Yeah. I was going to say it's from July 2019. This was written in a, an acquaint time before <laughs> yes. 2020. Uh, we did use these skills. We were prepared for 2020 because we were prepared with our troll guide. However, I feel like, you know, when um, it's, it's like when you work in a kitchen, if you've ever worked in a kitchen as a waiter, waitress, cook, whatever, you you working and then the rush hour happens and it kicks up a notch and then you don't really care if your you know shirt is untucked or you know you, you th there's like a, a next level of exha of exhaustion where just you just do what you can um, and make sure you just that there's no fires so yeah <laughs> I feel like after 2020 we're kind of, we can go back to this <clears throat> and so like, oh yeah. So That's one update I decided I wanted us to try to make is like, I feel like we've been generalizing, you know, and we need to look at, at how we're generalizing. There are more than just trolls, okay? There are segments of trolls. Every troll is unique. It needs, it needs to be given, you know, some unique identification. So we at least broke down trolls into three different categories. I'm sure there's more. Yeah. Um, but three categories we broke them down into. One is robot trolls. So, Seth, what is a ro what's a robot troll? Well, as a developer, <laughs> a robot troll is literally that. It's a bot that somebody wrote, wrote that literally just scours posts and makes random comments, generally not nice comments, um, throughout the things. And a lot of the times, they don't even make sense, right? You're, you've got your normal comments and then someone's like, you suck, <laughs> just period. What? Um, no, no context, nothing like that. Um, so it's just a piece of code that literally just goes through and comments on your stuff. Um, should we call them troll bots? I feel like troll bot is a is a nice is a better term than robot trolls, but sure, um, that works for I me. love it. <laughs> Some of the ways that I see troll bots show up in a feed is if there's a specific phrase, I think that might be the way the code is written sometimes, is like if there's a specific phrase used in the post content, <clears throat> then the troll bot will post sometimes like an image. Like I've seen a lot of those throughout the last year where there's like an image that's kind of like a meme illustration or something like that, that is just automatically commented on. It's the first comment we get on the post. It comes pretty rapidly after the post is published. Um, oh, specifically, I could think of like mask posts, right? Yep. We worked with quite a few organizations who were doing rapid response for the pandemic. And um, as soon as you had the word mask or pandemic or COVID in your content, uh, you had like illustrations of a boot on top of a face and an American flag, you know, like it was just <laughs> and, and, and that's the kind of thing that you see coming from from troll bots is right. There's no context, really. There's no opinion stated. It's just like, bam, sometimes an illustration, sometimes a um, uh, 
I mean, a you suck comment. Um, mm-hmm. Adrian, have you seen those kind of troll bots showing up in any other ways in your content? Yeah, actually, recently Instagram went through an algorithm change, and when they change the algorithm, some I, I don't know exactly what they do, but they uh, they they Instagram and Facebook and so all social media they do take steps to prevent. Uh, robots and trolls or troll bots I guess uh, <laughs> bots and, and that sort of stuff but, um, but every time they change the algorithm they, they could basically uncover you know a, a new uh, vulnerability I guess for uh, for the co- the developers or the so anyway so recently I've heard a lot I've seen a lot uh, on Instagram that there's been a lot of spam comments coming through lots of just weird nasty comments and you know uh people deal with them in different ways they'll limit their comments they will delete all of the spam uh or they will you know keep on commenting the problem with the spam though and the reason why you you should probably try to figure it out is that it really just puts a damper on the actual real conversation that's going on because everyone knows like we all know that they're not real people Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so anyway that is one that i have noticed i think it's interesting i think you bring up a a good point is often if you're reading through your comments and you see someone trying to sell you something or um an advertisement or something like that chances are it's a bot like there aren't people going through comments copying and pasting in products for you to buy randomly so it's a it's another good way to pick out a a bot troll is Mm -hmm. if it's trying to sell you something in the comments that's not related to the conversation at all it's a bot yeah and it's interesting because you wouldn't necessarily often think that a comment especially on instagram we see a lot of bot comments but it's different than the bot comments on facebook right on facebook they're a little bit more negative in nature whereas on instagram they're a bit more salesy in nature Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, go follow us, <laughs> DM to collab. You know, it's like constant, <laughs> constant like that. And it's so annoying. I think that's yeah. because Facebook's been mm-hmm. around a little longer. And so the robots on Facebook have had more time to get bitter. <laughs> <laughs> They've been scouring Facebook for a long time. They're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> okay. So another type of troll that we were talking about is uh, an angry troll. Okay. So I would say that an angry troll is like somebody who really they're they're kind of a they're angry in their real life and and this is some people might also call them like a, a keyboard warrior, yeah. right? These are like the people who take their frustration they they're real people, but they spend the majority of their time on social media um just scrolling through their feed and and lashing out at the content that's coming at them. Mm-hmm. Um, how else would you define an angry troll, Adrian? Is there anything I'm missing there? Well, somebody that needs therapy in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all take out our frustrations in different ways in real life, right? Um, but somebody, I mean, and here's the the tragedy of social media is that the more interaction a post gets, it doesn't matter, and Seth's talked about this before, a computer doesn't understand happy, sad, mad, angry. It just knows that a post is getting a lot of attention. So, you know, if you write, if, 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 you, if you post something um, in response and maybe to, to nag somebody on their post and you have a conflicting opinion or something and you, you post a nasty comment, um, 
that gets people, other people talking in rebuttal, you know, or in defense of the original poster, Facebook loves that. It loves that. So that is why these, you know, people with, you know, whatever emotional, uh, uh, they don't have a good control of their emotions. They go on the Facebook and they just like pour out all the negativity because it brings it back to them. They can get this instant gratification of like, I don't know, maybe feeling like they are alive. <laughs> like, yeah. anyway, that's my theory. I think also, so I think it would still fall into the category of angry trolls, um, but there are also the people that just enjoy the fighting. They're, they're not an angry person in real life, but they they just want to see if they can start a fire, get get people riled up and get the comments going, <laughs> yes. right? Um, I think it would still fall under the, the angry troll people, but there are those out there that, that they will scour the internet looking for, um, you know, can we... Can we get something going here? And they just sit back, sip their coffee, and watch the world burn. (laughs) And we've said Facebook a few times with angry trolls, but I feel like both Instagram and Twitter are good homes for angry trolls, too. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, and TikTok now, too. TikTok is blowing up with angry trolls. Really? Yes. Um, You see it a lot on Instagram with accounts that maybe are somewhat controversial in nature. Um, You know, Adrian, you and I both follow um, Jeffrey Marsh, who uh, educates on non-binary and gender issues. Um, And, you know, the kind of comments that come through towards those people can be really, really angry and mean. you know, and you go to Twitter and people's responses and people's retweets and their comments can be so vile as well. And, you know, those aren't bot comments. Those are those are angry, angry trolls. Real. So, yeah, real yeah. people. Yeah. The third type that we talked about are strategic trolls. OK, <laughs> um, so, Adrian, tell me what you mean by strategic trolls. Well, a strategic troll is maybe a relative of, of what Seth's talking about, the uh, the person that really just has a mission, and it's they, it's not really about emotion exactly. They understand people's emotions, and they like to uh, get a uh, rise, um, but, but when we talk about strategic, you know, um, maybe they go in and they search for the hashtag LGBTQ during Pride Month, and they're like, you know, they... They go and they are specifically targeting, you know, people who are uh, talking about that, you know, and and trying to to get a rise out. Um, you know, there's other there's other movements, um, many different movements. I mean, on all sides of of the political spectrum, um, where they will pick pick something and they will just go become a little army for the the cause. Uh, so. So yeah, that that is a strategic troll. The other so the other thing about strategic trolls is they they don't always just do public forums. A lot of times, um, I've noticed that trolls will uh, gain acceptance into private groups, and mm. you know under the go- like they will like it's not just like they just are like oh today I'm gonna do this and I'm just going to wreak havoc. It is a it is a months long plan where they. Uh, join a group and because with you know Facebook uh, 
the page admins have to, you have to meet certain criteria, you have to take a test or whatever it is, but they, they reach those criteria and then they're in the group for a couple months because oftentimes if you join a group and you start behaving badly, the admin will just kick you right out, right? So you join the groups, you play nice with people until a certain point and you decide to do whatever it is you're going to be doing. Um, yeah, I've, I've, that has happened a few times with, with recently with some of my accounts. Um, people were trying to be selling things all of a sudden, <laughs> and it just is not great. Uh, a marketing group that I'm a part of um, during Pride Month, and we're marketing professionals. We're talking about marketing for Pride Month. You know, what should the messaging be? It's all about like how how do we? It's marketing. It, we're trying to talk about communication, and then. Someone pops in with basically, you know, uh, be, being gay is a sin and, and, and just very like, and so it's like, first of all, there's, you know, whatever you believe, whatever you believe, but first of all, this isn't about marketing. You're not talking about marketing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just, we're lurking in wait and, and then you were like, aha, my, my time has come that I'm going to start to uh, bug people so they were kicked out but it's uh but it's, yeah it takes strategy like like it takes time to go out and find those groups and join them and sit around and wait for your moment <laughs> i like how you said they're like a cousin to the angry troll or a relative to the angry troll mm-hmm. robot trolls troll bots they're on their own but the angry and the strategic trolls their cousins family reunions suck yep <laughs> so Very toxic so let's talk about how we respond. Okay, so I think number one, what we have to do is be mindful that as soon as we get a comment in that we can tell is from a troll, uh, meaning that it's either negative, it's completely off topic, uh, it's distracting from what you're trying to actually communicate about in the post, uh, just relax, okay? This happens to everybody. Sometimes, especially if you're newer to social media management, you can feel kind of a personal attack um, from getting bots. And if it happens sequentially, then you're like, am I doing something wrong? Um, so as soon as it comes, relax, understand that it's part of the process of social media management to have to deal with trolls. Um, the second thing is to identify them. So, um, how would we go about identifying them, Adrian? So the great thing about the internet is you can, you can look at people's public (laughs) profile Seth's Which face I, right now, knowing that Adrian's <laughs> about to talk about stalking. Oh, I know, because she is she's genius when it comes to tracking people down on the internet. Like, I would be scared to do anything online with Adrian out there. <laughs> <laughs> that she evil laugh. Find you. Well, <laughs> it's just that I think people, when they're in the moment, they don't remember. And this, I, th- I think this kind of opens up a whole other discussion about online privacy, how the tools and platforms are built, um, you know, what your what your settings are when you agree to the terms of service. Like, what are you actually agreeing to, right? You know, you can join a service and be like, I'm going to be have all my stuff private, right? But then like several iterations mo- over or that company gets sold to a larger company and then everything gets changed and your settings are changed and maybe... You know, maybe they send out an email and they're like, everything's going to be public now. Or there's there's settings changes and you don't notice because you don't read the fine print. And I've noticed this. Like, people don't uh, really 
when they're going through their life, they don't think about all of those things. And so, I mean, even me, I'm sure if you look me up, there's things that I've forgotten to like make private or delete or whatever, because it's just human nature, right? Mm -hmm. So if someone's being mean to you, you can look them up. See what's available on public. See if if um, oftentimes if they are uh, have family members or they, uh, you know, tag friends and family in their in photos. Um, you know, nothing mean or anything. But then then you know they're a real person. They're more likely a real person. They have there's other people out there that they interact with. That they're a real human. If it's an account that just retweets or reposts lots of content from other pages but doesn't have their own opinion really or they're very vague about you know their location or uh they don't have any friends they don't have very many friends and or their or, profile picture yeah is real, uh, or a real person. yeah isn't a person or no people are like commenting on their there's no discussion happening on their posts they could be a, a, tr- a troll from even like a foreign country or they could be, you know, just somebody that's created an, an account that is just around a, a dummy account to piss people off, right? So so just a little bit of like investigation, you can figure out, okay. And sometimes you, you see maybe this person, you know, giving them grace. Maybe they're like, okay, they're somebody's grandma. <laughs> and maybe she's just mean and but we don't really you know we're not gonna maybe we were trying to ban her from our from, from our page where we're gonna delete her comment because she's <laughs> not gladys, even gonna notice you know right. gladys deserves another chance <laughs> maybe she does or maybe if you delete her comment you're like you know what she's probably not gonna notice that this comment has been deleted maybe i don't know i it's it i mean we're making a lot of judgmental assumptions right now but after a lot of like patterns that I've noticed, this is, you know, just kind of look, find them. Yeah, Hunt it just helps to understand what you're going to do next. You know, if you have mm-hmm. a little bit more context around what that person's normal online activity is like, then you can you can know better how to react to them. Right. I have noticed on Instagram that bot accounts have been getting more and more real looking. Like I got um, Seth, you were in the car with me when I when yeah. I was like, oh, I just got two new followers on my personal account. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't recognize these people. I click on their thing. Both of them, both of them were very similar. Um, it was like travel underscore blogger underscore whatever, you know, and then another account that had a similar name. And we go on and I look at their profiles and their profiles are like Mary <laughs> 34 loves to travel and like the same exact bio um, format. The content was a little bit different, um, but the bio format was exactly the same. They had, you know, like 600 followers already, um, but they're probably all following each other. All the photos were stock photos, you know? So it's just, it's it's getting a little bit harder to tell what a bot account is. Yeah. Um, but it's super interesting to try to figure out. Yeah. While we're on Instagram, we're like really fast. One yes. thing I've noticed is that they'll on Instagram and maybe I don't know if this is quite the same on TikTok, but there will be memes. There's meme accounts out there. And mm. you know, we'll see these like really hilarious memes come out and uh like they get reposted to other meme accounts. And and I've seen meme like the same meme 
from separate accounts posted all over the internet. Like it's just, it's just kind of like once it's out there, they all take it and then run with it. Um, but like you'll see meme accounts, some of them are real with like real people behind them and, and that are actually like are into the niche of the memes that they create. And then there's some meme accounts that just blow up and then every and then you'll start to see once they have a certain amount of followers they'll start to post advertisements one of them that i follow that i recently unfollowed they had they started posting these like very strange like like pornographic like uh video like trailers kind of like like advertisements <laughs> it was like you know when you get in your, in- your inbox it was like nasty emails like come in whatever but like all of a sudden, it was like went from funny memes to really inappropriate garbage, and I was like, "This is gross." And mm-hmm. part of me wonders if there's just people out there that create meme accounts that and they, and figure, they figured them. out right. They sell them and then they sell them to um, just strange trolley people that think that I don't know. Does it pay off for them? It must pay off for them. I have no idea. Anyway. I don't know. It's a traffic game, right? If you get enough followers and then you post something and you get X amount of traffic, then you can sell ads on your site for X amount of dollars. And, you know, is it actually providing any value to anyone? Probably not. But money floats around where traffic floats around. So. Yep. So (laughs) once we've once we've identified uh, a troll, um, if they are a troll, if they're just a confused grandma, if they're, uh, you know, if they're just angry about a specific topic, then we can get clear. So we will ask ourselves uh, some of the following questions. Is there any truth to this person's statement or is it just an opinion? Seth, from your perspective, why is that important? If we have to ask ourselves, is there any truth to the statement that's in this comment or is it just an opinion? Well, if there's truth to, to what they are posting, there's opportunity for dialogue or even opportunity for correction on your part because it may turn out that you were the angry troll i mean not really a troll but you were posting something out of anger and this person is actually correcting you saying hey you probably shouldn't be doing that and just because i think there's a very important uh lesson here just because you're angry about something someone commented does not make them a troll yes Um, and that's why these questions are so important because i may look at something and be like oh unfollow delete or block but in reality i'm the one that needs an attitude adjustment and i should probably hear what they have to say so it's very very important to see if there is truth behind what they are posting or if it's just an angry commenting uh, aimed at you and especially from a business perspective we make mistakes in business all the time yeah. you know and so it may not even be that we posted something out of anger but maybe that we did something in our business operations incorrectly you know maybe we yes. maybe we did somebody wrong you know, and they're just here to tell you about it. And if we're not willing to listen to that, then that will just continue to get worse and worse. Right. Yeah. 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 And and that's why when you post anything for for a business, you really have to make sure that they are about their values, you know, Mm. and with with everything, with everything you post. For instance, I have a client that that is they have a lot of a high percentage of their employees are veterans and so you know anytime we post about veterans day or in support of veterans or you know benefits or or anything like that we have to also make sure okay are we actually supporting veterans at your 
business because if you aren't, but you're saying you are, you're opening yourself up to people telling you the truth yeah. yes. publicly. <laughs> I, I like to think about that um, that Burger King campaign that went on at the beginning of the year. I don't know if you guys remember this, but they did that whole A Woman's Places in the Kitchen, and it was to support their um, scholarship program for sending women to college um, but they, they didn't really think about all of the ways that could be taken. And so the people that exploded on social media in the comments were not necessarily trolls. <laughs> they were people that had legit concerns <laughs> about <laughs> the way they had phrased this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's no, true. I love that. So fact. that's an important thing. Is there any truth or is this just an opinion? Um, the next question that I think is important to ask is, do they ask any questions you can answer, right? There's a very big difference between somebody saying you suck or here's an illustration of a boot on my face. Um, and and do, is there actually any science behind uh, mask wearing, right? Like that question is something that is not an assault. It's something that you actually could answer, right? Mm -hmm. And so just be very mindful of as you're looking through comments that are coming through that might seem like troll comments, are there any questions that you can answer? Because if there are, that provides a great direction for you to respond uh, as opposed to feeling like you have to immediately block those people. Yeah. And here's the, the, here's the value of a good social media manager. This is why we're worth our weight in gold, everybody, is because there, there is a art and a, uh, kind of an empathy you have to have. Um, sometimes people say things that aren't exactly questions. They're not phrased in a question, but you read it and you have to read in between the lines. You have to read what they're saying and what they're actually needing, you know? It's like... It's like when, when you have when you have kids or you're teaching children and, and they have a tantrum or they are trying to communicate something to you and at technically they're saying this. They're being kind of they're being um, difficult, right? Recalcitrant even. Ah, yes. Um, but underneath, if you're really looking at you know, if if they give you enough of, of of in their in their answer or their comment or whatever Sometimes they're asking something completely different, and you can figure that out based on based on asking them, asking them a question. What do you mean by that, right? Or um, can you tell me some more? Or you know, you can ask them, and, and so that is that can really turn things around quickly um, rather than dealing them with a harsh, you know, <laughs> with them harshly. Um, so that's that's kind of. Along with that, you can also, even if there isn't a question in there, uh, um, if, if you determine that a troll, a, a particular statement is not just like off topic or whatever, you can even throw those questions in on that. Like say someone, uh, the, the mask thing, someone posts, masks don't work. You have the opportunity to go in and reply to them. Um, can you can you show me some studies? Can you uh, point me in the direction? Open a debate because at the end of the debate, either they're going to um, provide evidence that is going to back up their statement, or you're going to look like the nice guy that gave them the opportunity to back up their statement, and they're still wrong, and then you block them. So, you know. <laughs> but, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, you you have that opportunity. So I think that the last question and this question are, are very um, close to each other. So the next thing to ask yourself is, could you provide value to others by responding? 
Okay, so even if you take the troll out of the equation, right, is the question or comment that they're making something that you could respond to that would add value to the rest of your audience? Can other people learn from the answer that you can give? If so, just take the troll out of the equation and provide value in your comment section. Yeah. There's this amazing count in Portland. I've never eaten there. It's called Jojo PDX. They had a Jojo uh, uh, wagon, jo- like a, sorry, a, a food Jojo wagon. wagon sounds fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if everyone knows what Jojos are. They're just like giant potato wedges, fried potato yeah. wedges. They're delicious. Um, anyway, they, they had this food wagon. They made Jojos. Um, they would pile them with bacon and, and just, it's, they took it to an art form. Anyway, they, they have other things now. It's delicious. But the person running the account is so sassy and honest and just like tells it how it is. And, you know, they do not tolerate rude customers. And they will put that up. Th- they will, they will say that they will say hey this person did this today um here's how he handled it and please don't come back like if you're gonna be like this like it's <laughs> and and but when they when they share when they share those interactions and they're showing their audience what they expect of you right if you're going to be in a certain way this you can expect this us to treat you like this you can expect us to turn you away we're not going to serve you by the way we sell out every day by 11 p.m or 11 a.m so it doesn't really we don't need your you know what i mean you're showing them by by answering comments and showing how you communicate you're showing your customers and your your audience how to treat you and what to expect it's interesting i'll i'll keep this story short but i follow um an early kind of macro influencer on Instagram. And she, she like a year and a half ago was posting, whenever she would post something that was somewhat controversial, she would get a lot of negative response, right? Um, Well, she's kind of taken to kind of putting that out in the open over the last year or so, like when she gets those kind of negative responses, et cetera, and changed some of her overall posting practices and whatnot. And recently, like in the last week, when she posted something somewhat controversial, she's like, in her stories, she's like, I can't believe every comment has been positive. Like, and so you can see that over time, as you kind of start to say, this is what's welcome in this community, it will, and when you're more open and honest about your actual opinions, the people who maybe don't agree will kind of uh, shed off of your community and and you'll find this rhythm with a community that is actually really positive and really you know useful and helpful right yeah um another piece that you might end up needing to do especially from a business perspective is you might have to consult with other departments too right so um if something happens uh and you're getting a big flood of negative feedback for some reason you might have to start consulting other departments. You know, we work with a a countertop company who sometimes they'll get direct messages or comments that say, you know, never work with this company. I had this bad experience, blah, blah, blah. As the social media manager, you probably don't know the details about how or what went on to cause this experience. So you have to consult with another department before you can actually give a legitimate response to those people. 
So Adrian, I know some of your clients have had something similar to this too. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, we went through the experience of having uh, a layoff at one of the companies I work with. And uh, from time to time, this happens to every business, right? You have whether, you know, it's one person leaves or several or internally uh, leadership decides to change things up. Maybe it doesn't mean a layoff, but maybe it's just something operationally that everyone and employees maybe don't appreciate or changes. People don't like changes, right? We we don't like them. So, but what happens with in that situation is basically the the more people you have employed, right? The the more variance of of opinion and feelings and that sort of thing. And so, basically we had a situation where we had pre employees, pre current employees and past employees coming and being trolls and so but in that situation it was a delicate situation and and the company wanted to make sure that they that these people were reached out in person and it was taken care of internally and so basically what had to happen was for a few days I would watch and monitor comments and anything that came through that basically was a I had to look up whether or not that person was an employee or not and then I would send it on to the HR department so that was a little bit of a um, you had to be delicate about that situation so the last thing that we ask about before we choose a direction for sure is what are our brand values right we always have to be able to lean back on whatever our brand values are in order to help decide what direction we're going to take you know, are your brand values sassy, uh, you know, uh, or are they informative or are they professional? And so depending on what your brand values are, that's how you should you should really make a decision about whether or not you're going to respond and in what way you're going to respond. So always being mindful of that. Um, so I'm going to move on to uh let's see, three different ways that you can kind of choose to move after you've gotten a troll comment, okay? Number one is to hide their comment. Seth, um, what do you think? When when are the times that we choose to just hide or delete a comment? Well, when we were talking about bots, often they will just post things that are not relevant. They have no value. There's, there's no way really to respond to it. Um, so you would definitely just want to hide those. I mean, there's no, there's no reason to leave them on. They're not going to add value to the conversation at all. Um, so definitely those ones. Um, also, I don't see it on here, but there are some times when people will use words that are not conducive. And I would also say in those situations, um, unless it's very much going to add value to the conversation, if you can really turn it around and um, provide some information, some, um, some data to help combat them, uh, if they're using language that would that is just not helpful i would honestly just hide those ones as well um there's there's no point in leaving them up there so and and adrian what's the difference between hiding and deleting a comment so so hiding basically the the person who posted the posted the comment can still see it and their friends but people not connected to them um and who didn't post it can't see it the thing about hidden comments that I will say, um, and then, well, sorry, let me back up. 
deleting is when you just delete it completely. So if you commented something nasty and then you came back to the post, you would see that it would be gone. Um, so that's the difference between hide and delete. The thing about hiding comments though is that, uh, especially on, on Facebook and Instagram, is that the problem is, is you post something, right, as a business, and somebody, the first comment is a nasty comment, just a snide comment. And if you don't delete it, but you hide it, there's going to be these little three little dots, dot, 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 right underneath in the comment section. And so other people that are coming to the comment now see, oh, the page hid those comments. And they're going to, I've, I've actually, people have actually written in some of my, um, in one of my, uh, with one of my accounts, oh, they're hiding comments here and there's no use in like commenting. There, you know what I mean? Mm. So there's kind of like a, um, a, a strategic choice you have to make. If you're, if there's a conversation that's, you know, 24 comments deep and one in the middle is, is nasty, hide that one for sure. The, the problem is, is when the first comment is nasty. Um, in that case, what I did is I answered that person and said, the first comment was vulgar and we don't tolerate that. And that I just answered truthfully. So, so anyway, that's just a little tidbit about that. So we might choose to delete a comment if we know that it's from a troll bot, you know, like that <laughs> yeah. troll bot's not going back around to check and make sure that these are being responded to properly or anything. It's just, it's a code that's running and it doesn't have its feelings hurt because it doesn't have feelings. Yet. Um, <laughs> so we could delete something that we know is from a troll bot. We might hide something again, like you said, Seth, if there is some vulgar language to it. Specifically, if we've gone through those questions at the top and there's no it's it's just an opinion. There's no questions being asked and we can't provide value to our audience by answering it. Just we can. We can hide it if we'd like to. Um, the next thing we can do is, I mean, choose to respond with our brand account. So how we choose to respond is going to vary based on our brand values and is going to vary based on um, the type of troll that we're dealing with. Um, we do have to be careful to, you know, Seth, you talked about earlier, opening up a debate. There are some trolls that are just long-winded trolls, right? And they live for that debate. And so opening up the debate in that way can be interesting. So we just have to be really mindful about how we're choosing to engage them. Um, and, and most importantly, probably what the purpose of that post was, right? Was the purpose of that post to bring up these kind of questions and engage in the comments? Then that's what we should be doing. Was the purpose of the post to send people to this website where there's more information and they can research? Great. Then we can reiterate that in, in our comments. Um, am I missing anything in that, Adrian, that you can think of, of how we respond to, with our brand account? No, that's great. Protect your energy. I would say it's best not to get into a huge debate with people. And this is when it's really great to have invested in awesome content strategy and having good blog resources, especially if you, if you know you're going to post about something controversial. So during the pandemic or um, maybe during an emergency or if you have a new product launch and you're anticipating a lot of questions, it's really awesome to have a page 
like a, an emergency landing mm-hmm. page mm-hmm. where all of the FAQs are answered and you just say, hey, if you have any questions, go here. Um, if you have any more problems, then, you know, reach out with this email, um, you know, or DM us. So, so, but, but that kind of like, depending on what you're talking about, it really kind of is like, here's the resources here to your, here to your answer. Um, because you don't want to get into an extended debate, really. Like, that's, I mean, unless you are a debate squad and that's your business page. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what you do. But, you know, whatever your business uh, goals are, you don't really want to be arguing with people on the internet forever. Um, but in times of change, emergency, it's great to have a landing page somewhere else where, you, where all the questions are answered. And you po- and you send people there, and if they don't want to go there, that's their problem. <laughs> and I would refer anybody who's at this point still feeling kind of stuck. Uh, we have a podcast um, a little bit ago with Amy Ert, who has a wonderful communication skills, and some of the tips that she gives is um, using people's name when you respond, right? So so commenting back, but using their name when you're starting and sandwiching, you know, opening with something that's human. Um, thank you so much for your comment. I, I can see that you have good questions here. Let's get into the meat of it. Here's a little comment that's informative. And at the end, um, I hope you're having a great day. Uh, let me know if you have questions. You know, so sandwiching is a really good way to make sure that your point gets across in a way that isn't so um, argumentative, perhaps. Um, the last option that you can choose, you know, either you can hide or delete their comment, you can respond with your brand account, and you can also choose to just trust in your community. So if you've built an engaged enough community on your social media channels, you don't have to be the one going in and responding to everything. Um, your community can sometimes come to your defense. Um, I've seen it happen with um especially recreational focused communities. So, you know, I work with a board game company and you might get somebody giving a comment like, you know, when my when my game was shipped, it was all beat up and da 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 and and instead of the account actually having to answer, you'll see people coming in and saying, "Hey, something like this happened similar to me too, but they took care of it right away. You can you can email them at blank at blank.com." You know, like they know exactly what to say because they've had great customer service. Um So trusting in your community is an option that you can have if you've worked hard enough to develop a community that really, um, you know, trusts you. Yes. This is also worth it. This is why also social media managers are worth their weight in gold because because that is the, the golden, I guess, rule of marketing. When you have other people word of mouth that are willing to go to bat for you that you've, you know, converted a long time ago. Like they saw they whatever, whatever, however they heard about you, but they're now a friend, right? They're, it's like literally having thousands of friends that will jump in to your defense. And, you know, obviously there's certain things you need to have an official response, but it's, it's, it, you know, it, people defending you without you having to like ask them, will then convert that person that was having a problem because they're like, oh man, all these people are coming in with this really great information. I feel like I trust them a little bit more. I feel supported. I feel like my answer will get in, get taken care of. And that's, that is so important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. I would refer back to uh, a podcast with Teresa Potrats too. Um, yeah. she, we interviewed her and she's the social media manager for that company and just talks so much about how it is to be human, uh, you know, really to be a person and treat the people who are in your community like people and what the benefit is that, that you get as a return for that is huge. So once you've decided what you're gonna do, really the last thing you've gotta do is just move the heck on. You know, like this is gonna happen and we don't have time to dwell on this. Like Adrian said, protect your energy. Like just move on. Your focus should be on creating good, solid, valuable content. Um, and and dealing with this is a, is a side task. It's a side quest. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is why I would really also advocate for on your website, on Facebook, on any of your profiles that you have, you have a, a social media policy. You say, this is our page. Um, the, this is who manages the page. If you want to say who manages the page, you can say, you can introduce yourself. It's like, you know, you're entering a room and you're saying, here we are. This is what is going to be tolerated here. Any vulgar language will be deleted immediately. And so it's kind of like you're giving yourself, um, if someone misbehaves, you can say, hey, you you joined our community and you broke the rules. And so don't, you know, it's, you're, you're kind of giving yourself um, permission to, to, Set boundaries. Set boundaries, yeah. And follow through on them, yeah. So that I would really recommend that for, for all, for everyone. It's so important. Um, yeah. I would also like to reiterate, uh, during all of this, never ever react out of anger, like, um, or, or out of feelings in general. Whatever direction you decide to go or whatever step you're in, make sure you stop and, like, logically think through what your end goal is, where where you want to end up. Don't just like throw in a comment. Um, even if you went through the steps and you're like, I'm in, I'm going to choose this direction. That's great, but make sure you have a destination. What is your end goal? Don't just don't just reply out of how you're feeling, even if it was a personal attack. Um, make sure you always know where where you want this thing to end up. Um, otherwise, you'll end up just throwing gas on the fire, and it'll it'll just blow up in your face. So yeah. I just want to reiterate that. Just always think through um, why you're making the decision you're making to deal with the troll. Yeah. Yes, that, that is so good. And because, you know, in the end, and this depend whatever choice you make, and maybe you do write back something a little bit snarky to, to meet them. Um, yeah. But you know what? The beauty, beauty of social media is that Hundreds of thousands of in, of people of information will also push down your comment to like yesterday's news, and nobody's gonna see it. Yeah, like <laughs> everyone will forget about it, right? Like, even if there's a a, a, a gaff, like something, I can't tell you how many times there's been uh, something will happen, and then a client will be like, "It's the end of the world." Oh my gosh, PR <laughs> crisis. We have to do all these things, and it's like people are going to forget. Mm -hmm. by tomorrow like it's just yeah so it's yeah. more important to carry out an intentional strategy than <laughs> mm -hmm. to react to whatever's coming up exactly. as you're moving yes. through the path right and if you do end up reacting just remember tomorrow's a new day yep. there's more there's more social media where that came from <laughs> okay so hopefully now you feel a little bit more confident dealing with trolls 
Um, Adrian, I'll ask you um, our final question here. So as we continue focusing on social media for good throughout this year, we're really trying to take a hard look at our own personal social media habits and behaviors and and get healthier and healthier on those at Spry. So um, how are you doing? How's your relationship with social media lately? I'm honestly a little bit burned out on the social part of social media recently. I, I'm very. I've been a little bit quiet lately. I'm, I'm just tired of it. <laughs> but so I've been setting some boundaries. I, you know, sleep with my phone in the other room. I don't look at it after certain times. I don't look at it before certain times. I, I spend the first hour of my day without looking at social media. Um. So in. So with that, I've been using it a lot more for inspiration. I've been doing a lot more uh, craft projects. I've been doing a lot of sewing. And so what I do use social media for is to get inspired to do other other work, other projects. So that's what I've been using it for. So I would say that we are, we are doing good. We're doing good. Well, I love seeing your creative projects come through. The The top that you made out of that flannel the other day was so beautiful and it just makes me so happy when I see you share a creative project that you're working on individually. Yeah, I have some I have some in just very mind-blowingly colorful fabric that will knock your socks off. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> New yeah. line of socks coming from Adrian 2022. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I do, I, I do, th- there's a, and I can't remember, did, did Keenan say this? It's, it's a phrase that many people have said, but create more than you consume. And I think mm, that, mm-hmm. I think that's just so important, um, especially when you're going through like a, you know, whatever you're going through, it's just so important. So I think that, um, well, that's how I'm coping with my burnout feelings of social media. Nice. Well, thank you, Seth and Adrian, for spending your time with me today. I love getting to talk to you um, and uh, just having an excuse to have a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you found this interesting and want to learn more, we've got a great infographic on the blog post regarding this. So you can go to our website and go to the blogs and search troll and you will find uh, all the information that we talked about here within the blog post. I also want to just kind of put your mind forward. In August, we are gonna be having our third social media for good forum. So we will have three awesome panelists of people doing social media for good in their communities right now. And so if that is of interest to you, you can go to thinkspry.com and sign up for our email list and you will get all the information that you need there, okay? So I hope that you too have a great rest of your day and all of our listeners, I hope, have a great rest of your day and keep learning. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. This Spry Space podcast was brought to you by Spry Social Media Marketing at thinkspry.com. Edited by Chad Hinman and executive produced by Lacey Fott.